0: Welcome to the Script Bits podcast for Sunday, 5th December 2021. Our bit today comes from Luke 14, verse 27. Now that says, And whosoever doth not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. Well, here we are together, friends, on another Sunday, just thrilled to be in each other's company, whether physically in the Lord's sanctuary or by technological means. The important thing is that we are together for worship, prayer, and thanksgiving. And you know what? I recently read an interesting statement where a lady asked the pastor why we go to church. And he replied, that we go to church because someone might need us there. That's good. It's also true. And the corollary to that is also true. We too might need someone there. Now, if you have doubts about why we gather on the Lord's Day, then listen to these moving words from Hebrews, written to the displaced Christian Jews who were suffering serious persecution all over the Roman Empire. The author writes, let us hold fast the profession or confession of our faith, that's our hope, without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. And let us consider one another to provoke or stir up unto love and unto good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as ye see the day approaching. And that's taken from Hebrews 10 verses 23 to 25. And the scholars explain, they say, not forsaking the assembling. That means that this admonition involves far more than an erratic attendance. It involves the entire worship of Christ and is an outward indication of an inner condition. The assembling of God's people provides opportunity for reciprocal encouragement, strengthening, and the stirring up that can be gained from one another. And they give you a reference there for Colossians, 3 verses 12 to 16. It consists of participation in worship and fellowship because the church is a body interacting. And there's another reference to 1 Corinthians 12, 14 to 17. It is not merely a dispensary of spiritual food and medicine. Whoa! Yes, friends, we don't go to church just to be spiritually revived, but also to give up ourselves and to interact with others in praise and thanksgiving to our wonderful God. And now that we have a better understanding of why the saints of Christ ought to assemble, let's get to some good old-fashioned hymn singing, offering up praises to our heavenly King and Father. No doubt some of you are surprised that we didn't begin as usual with the singing, but I happened upon those verses of Hebrews, or was led to them, who knows, and thought it a good idea to refresh our minds on the subject. And today's hymn is a great favorite, one written around 1896 by the American hymn writer Judson W. Van Deventer who lived between 1855 and 1939. And the hymn is most appropriately titled, All to Jesus I Surrender. So in a soulful, harmonious, scintillating, mid-tempo rhythm, let's offer up our sacrifices of praise from deep in our sincere hearts. And it goes, All to Jesus I Surrender. All to him I freely give. I will ever love and trust him. In this in his presence daily live. And the chorus says, I surrender all. I surrender all. All to thee, my blessed Savior, I surrender all. And then we come to the next verse. All to Jesus I surrender. Humbly at his feet I bow. Worldly pleasures all forsaken. Take me, Jesus. Take me now. And another chorus, the I surrender all. All to Jesus I surrender. Make me Savior, holy thine. Let me feel the Holy Spirit. Truly know that thou art mine. And one more chorus of I surrender all. And the last verse says, sorry, no, the second, the last verse says, All to Jesus I surrender, Lord, I give myself to thee. Fill me with thy love and power, let thy blessing fall on me. And the verse, the chorus goes on there. And then, all to Jesus I surrender, now I feel the sacred flame. Oh, the joy of full salvation, glory, glory to his name. And we go out with the chorus, I surrender all, I surrender all, all to thee, my blessed Savior, I surrender all, all to thee, my blessed Savior, I surrender all. (laughs) Army people, that was a wonderful rendition. But the problem now is how many of us are truly all surrendered to Jesus. We sing it like we mean it. But in actual life, do we give him our all? Do we let every aspect of life fall under his omnipotent dominion? Or do we hold back some parts that we still feel the need to control? Remember, Jesus sees our hearts and explores the real motives that lie hidden there. So it doesn't make any sense to sing one thing and deep down inside, do something else. We might fool our fellow believer, but we won't fool Jesus. And remember, Jesus said he requires all of us or nothing at all. Please don't forget what he told the rich young ruler who inquired about eternal life, about keeping the commandments. And when the ruler said he had been doing that all his life, Jesus said unto him, If thou wilt, or if you want to be perfect, go and sell all that thou hast, and give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven, and come and follow me. And that comes from Matthew 19.21. Obviously, young man didn't want to do that back then, and so do a lot of us today. We want to follow Jesus, but we don't want to give up our earthly possessions to do it. However, Jesus requires us to sacrifice our will for his own. As Luke recounts of Jesus in his epistle, If any man come to me and hate not his father and mother and wife and children and brethren, that's brothers and sisters, yea, and his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. And whosoever doth not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. And that's taken from Luke 14, verses 26 to 27. Yes, those are certainly tough words, my brethren, but they are surmountable ones. Hear how the scholars explain them now. They say, in comparison to one's devotion to Christ, one's family ties must be secondary, but this does not set aside Jesus's other teachings to love one's enemies, to honor father and mother, and the like. It does highlight, though, that absolute loyalty to Christ is paramount, even though in many societies, including the one in which Jesus taught, as well as many today, following him involves precisely the either-or that this verse sets up. Thankfully, though, in our current society, most believers do not have to give up all their physical belongings to follow Christ, but he does need our spiritual wherewithal, which can call for different kinds of sacrifices on his behalf. And that's the main point in being a follower of Christ, that we subordinate our will to his, and are willing to give up whatever it takes to make whatever sacrifice that's necessary to do his will. No, that's something for us to ponder on today, my people. And considering all that we have said, are we fully surrendered to Christ? Only the individual believer can truly answer that. But let's hope that we can all answer truthfully the question with a resounding yes, much love. And the postscript for today says, Surrendering all to Jesus is small potatoes compared to what he surrendered for us, his sinless life. And that's a fact you can't get away from it, people. Whatever we could do for Jesus doesn't compare in the least to what he did for us. So please, let's get sensible now. Let's surrender our all to him. Decide to sacrifice whatever he wants. Live his will and give up our uh, ours because we know in the end time at the end, if we endure, things will be much better than we can even ask or imagine. So today, let's go out and live for Jesus the way he wants us to live and the way we know how to live. And we pray this in his mighty name. Amen. Please have a blessed Sunday, my people. Much love.